Often known as the happiest place on earth, the Disney parks have always been filled with magic, but for many guests, the trips can bring just as much stress. For every thrill ride, there's a crowded line. For every smiling cast member, a character meet and greet that's hard to find. But stressful moments don't have to ruin a trip. From places to relax, to must-hit rides, to the best parks to attend during the busy season. This week on Slice of Disney, the Disney Gaze with Josh and Tyler. Welcome to Slice of Disney, an awesome Disney theme park podcast. I am your host, Kelly Washington, Disney-obsessed enthusiast and real-life Tinkerbell. And I'm your co-host, Will Lentz, occasional Disney-goer and real-life football boy. Why are you a football boy? Because college football's back, baby. Baby! And, uh. Uh, and my team won by a lot, and our rival team lost by a lot. So that yay! Is, that's usually how it works. If like one team wins. Oh no no no! I didn't mean our compet like the people we were playing oh. against. I mean like our our historic rivals. Louisville got smacked around. Oh okay, that's good. Yeah. I I thought you literally were just trying to say like we won, which means the other team lost by. No, lot. you know I that was that is an interpretation <laughs> of what I just said. That is not your fault. Uh, uh, it my- is the kind of joke I would make. <laughs> My team also won, not by a lot, but we won and we beat Clemson. Oh, very good team. Yeah. So, huge deal. Uh, we were very happy. Um, also, I liked before we, <laughs> little transparency for y'all, uh, we recorded this intro already and then Kelly forgot to plug in her microphone. Yeah. Yay. So, uh, other updates. We, uh, Will is painting our studio, which yeah. is very cool. Last time I was a real life Van Gogh, and, and then we'll, uh, but you'll never hear that audio. Yeah, maybe we'll put it on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear us talk about the Van Gogh exhibit, uh, which yeah. is very cool. If it's in your city, go check it out. Um, yeah, I. This is so funny. I can't believe I did that. Um, but we're it's here funny. now. Cool. We're here. And We're here now. Um, our our studio's coming together. Uh, got the soundproofing stuff in the mail. Supposed to come yesterday. It's coming today instead. Gonna get that set up and stuff. Very Ooh, excited. It's gonna be that's, pretty neat. That's actually super exciting. Yeah. Um, okay. So I've been following these guys on Instagram for a while, and it's because one, they're adorable and super fun and silly, which. Obviously, I like silly, um, but they're so real and transparent, and they talk about some of the hard parts of the park, and I love that. Yeah, we uh, we obviously always want to try and be uh, honest with our audience as well, and so sometimes, you know, the parks, as fun as they are, can be stressful in certain areas, and so we were really excited to see that other people were having these conversations too, and we really wanted to bring them on and, and, and have a conversation about, like, you know, what is it like to experience anxiety when you're um, at a place that you're supposed to be having a lot of fun. How do you manage that? How do you continue to have, make the best day possible um, and get the most out of all of your Disney experiences? Yeah, as someone who struggles with that, uh, it was very special to to find someone out there who's creating a list of here's places you can go. This is my experience. So um, on top of that, they're just really awesome. Their love story is amazing. And so without further Adieu. Hey, you did it right that time. I'm I a little did disappointed. It. I did it right. It's 
You guys, it's uh, it's been a challenge for me for some reason. Um, without further ado, we have our wonderful guests, Josh and Tyler with the Disney Gays. We are super excited today. Uh, I have been following these guys on Instagram because they're so wonderful. They make great content. And one of my favorite things is that they seem so authentically themselves. So please join me in welcoming the Disney gays, Josh and Tyler. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. We, yeah, I mean, I I love your content. I think one of the things that I love the most is that it clearly you're on my side of the fence here of being Disney obsessed, (laughs) but you're very honest and you talk about some of, you know, the things that uh, Disney does right, Disney does wrong. Um, One of the things that I think meant a lot to me was discussing even like the anxiety that people can have going to the parks. Um, So, yes, I'm so glad you guys are here. Yeah, we're yeah. so excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, seriously, so, thank you. Tell me, um, tell me a little bit about your Disney journey. Have you guys always loved Disney? I, I know I have. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've I've always loved Disney. Um, interestingly, I never got to go to Disney World until four years ago. Um, but as a kid, I would be that person who would be lobbying my parents. <laughs> to be like, let's go to Disney World. Let's go to Disney World. And for whatever reason, it, it just never happened. And I, I would buy like the the little planning books for Disney trips <laughs> and get the like DVDs of vacation planning. So I would like know everything about Disney, but I never got to go until uh, 2017 when Tyler actually took me. Oh, um, who me little old me (laughs) uh, i'll let you talk about your disney experience pre us (laughs) yeah um no i was i've i was born and raised here uh just outside of orlando uh in a little town called oviedo and actually that's where josh and i are are now uh kind of crashing with my parents uh you know uh i moved up to dc a couple years ago for work and that's where i met josh um and, you know, lo and behold, uh, he came down in 2017 when I moved back down to Disney. And that's sort of when the sparks flew. Um, but I've I've always been a big fan of Disney, like growing up here, always wanting to get the annual passes, my trying to push my parents along, kind of like Josh, like with the DVDs and the planning books and stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, always those commercials like, oh, mom and dad, oh, my God four-day pass sale for Florida residents. Do you see this? It's a deal. You're making money on it if you buy the tickets. Like trying my best to do the hard sell. Did it it work? Alas, it did not. (laughs) It was always like we had to find a friend that worked at Disney and and say, hey, do you have those comp tickets? (laughs) Let's talk. Um, I'm the youngest of four, so like trying to bring the entire family along, like six people for a single day at the Magic Kingdom was just like, forget about it so and, um yeah. yeah so it, it, it really was it was it wasn't until later in life I think that I was able to really enjoy it and you know like being kind of older it's it's odd you would think like oh going to a, a sort of a family-centric theme park like but <laughs> aren't there other things that you want to do but it's always like I've always wanted to go and like kind of have that experience and uh Josh has always been up for an adventure like that yeah, so yeah <laughs> well tell me how how did you guys meet yeah well the, 
You take the reins. That, <laughs> that's a fun story. Um, so we actually met through a gay dating app. Um, sure. <laughs> and it was a very tumultuous time of life for mm-hmm. me. I had just gone through a very tough breakup and I was just like trying to make friends and meet people. And Tyler and I just kind of became friends. We went out for margaritas as our like first day. day yeah. but, um, <laughs> we were just friends for half a year, basically. Least, yeah. And um, you had been working in politics, which if you work in politics, you know that the <laughs> job cycle is kind of... Oof a rotational type thing so Tyler was between jobs and he ended up moving back down here um and then I wanted to come visit him for my birthday which our birthdays are actually a day apart oh oh my god so July 10th July 9th yeah (laughs) um, wow so we decided uh, we were going to do a joint kind of birthday trip I would come down to visit um, and we would go to Disney and I would go to Universal for the first time ever. And it was just a great yeah. time. And, you know, like I said, it had been kind of a tough time in life for me. And I kind of just realized, like, I have a best friend here who I really love. Why am I not dating him? So um, that essentially just... <laughs> How dare you put water it on just, my eyes? It, it just kind of <laughs> happened over That's that week-long trip yeah um so after that we 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 did long distance for about six ish months and we were kind of traveling back and forth Mm -hmm. and whenever i would come down here we would always (laughs) do so you know we came multiple times this was before we even became annual pass holders Mm -hmm. and we finally just decided like we're going to be down here a lot even after Tyler moved back to DC for a new job. So we ended up getting annual passes like less than a year later. And we've just been going consistently ever since then. And then, you know, (laughs) the pandemic happened and we had already been thinking about moving to Florida, but the job search for me in particular was kind of just put on hold because everyone was like losing their jobs and no one was getting jobs. Yeah. And but but we were both working remote and mm-hmm. we were like, why don't we just pack up the car and go? I moved to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much what we did. Like we well, threw everything in the car. It, it, it was it was really a temporary thing at first. Like we were gonna come down and stay for like a month because it was like a 12 hour yeah. drive. And we ended up staying like three months and then we're like, well, we're paying for an apartment we're not living in. So yeah. we flew back up, moved our stuff down, and we've been here <laughs> ever since. If you can hear the thunder, it's definitely Florida yeah. because there's a thunderstorm oh, coming funny. in. So, Oh, <laughs> man. That... We actually both had a very similar, not not the exactly similar, but during the pandemic had that same kind of like, well, maybe we should just go back home for a little bit and packed up cars and then went back. And then now ultimately are both back in L.A. But, yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, I mean, it It definitely, uh, the pandemic was a huge shift, I think, in people's focus, what's important. Um, and clearly for you guys, one of the things was Disney. And you started the Disney gaze over the pandemic, right? Right, right. And, and, and that's, that's all you. That's an interesting <laughs> story. It was just a random 
Sunday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was bored. Tyler it really was. was. Tyler was still <laughs> asleep. And I was like, I'm posting all these Disney photos on my personal account. And I'm seeing all these other people who have Disney focused accounts. And I'm like, why don't we, because we, at this rate, we had like four, three, four years of, of photos from various trips. And I was like, why yeah. don't we create a Disney account? And just share some of these old photos because mm-hmm. we can't go to Disney right de- right now. It's shut down. We're bored sitting at <laughs> home. So I just created the account um, just like one morning while Tyler was asleep. And then he got up and I was like, by the way, I created us a joint <laughs> Disney Instagram I'm not account. a morning person. This is what Josh is kind of alluding to. So. Uh-huh. I mean, neither am I. That's, um, That's cool. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of, that was sort of ours wasn't quite the same but similar it was like well we can't really do much else and kelly really loves the parks and i love podcasts and so it was like why don't we put these couple things together we can try to bring the parks to people in times when they can't go to the podcasts or go to the parks and it's great yeah and it kind of helped us like have the disney magic without being being at disney Yeah. yeah yeah that's definitely it was something if you're so used to going all the time myself included in this party uh you you had to find a way to to add that back into your life and I have a wealth of knowledge that's so useless and in you know everyday life and it was like well I need to do something with this I gotta tell people I gotta tell people all these random facts about Jungle Cruise I mean they need to know yes exactly exactly. The, the people demand answers yes they do um and so are you guys like more Disney Parks fans or are you uh, more into the movies? What's what's your first Disney love in that aspect? Hmm. Mine's definitely the parks. More, I mean, I love the movies. Like I yeah. will watch any Disney movie and enjoy it. But I'm obsessed with like the history of the parks mm. and the rides and yeah. just how it has kind of evolved from this yeah. concept Disney came up with of like creating. A theme park that's not, you know, some gross, trashy place <laughs> you take your kids and go right. on a death trap ride. <laughs> that's a that's an eloquent way of putting it. <laughs> um, I I probably I'm probably about the same way as Josh. Um, like I I grew up like I said I grew up here, so like anytime it was a rainy day in elementary school and we didn't get recess, it was always some kind of Disney movie that they put on the projector mm. in the multi-purpose room that like was divided <laughs> from the cafeteria. Like if you know, you know, in the late '90s kind of vibe. So, <laughs> um, but like I grew up always being fascinated by theme parks and stuff. Um, my dad was like big construction person so like he did a lot of work like at Universal and Disney and stuff like Uh. building things so like I was always super nerdy into that and always wanting to be curious about like the engineering and like level of detail that like are put into rides and stuff so like Disney is just so immersive in that regard like it's always something new I find whenever we go and I'm always curious trying to find out like something something new about a ride that I always love. So I, I'm really into the I'm really into the uh, park specifically, but like the whole culture I, I, I absolutely love. Of course, that's like me. I, I feel like every time I go like that's I like to look for new things. Um, do you guys have a favorite park? Hmm. That's a tough one because <laughs> because for me right now, it's like 
she's not getting a lot of love because I mean, she is because she's getting a lot of renovations, but Epcot's always been my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, we actually, we were talking with someone else the other day that, that considers themselves to be a, uh, an Epcot purist, whereas they like, like kind of the, the old education, edutainment side of Epcot. And obviously there's a lot of renovations that are happening to it. Are you guys excited about those or, or do you prefer the Nor the Norway ride versus the frozen wire ride? I am oh. so glad you brought that up. <laughs> oh, I am passionate about Maelstrom. Maelstrom was better yeah. than Frozen. Leave your comments below. I don't care. I will fight you. <laughs> I am passionate about the original Norway ride. Josh knows this. And like, I am passionate about that. I, I never got to ride Maelstrom, so I don't have any yeah. dog in this fight. <laughs> um. I love Frozen and I love the ride. Sure. but who doesn't? Um, yeah, no, I'm a purist in that regard. Um, and I, I never got to experience uh, Journey into Imagination prior mm. to what we have now. So needless to I, say. Oh my God, I was obsessed with Figment. Figment, like yeah. when I was a kid, I my parents thought I was trying to torture them because I would just like, I loved Figment. And they were like, this ride is awful. Why does my child love this? I'm like, imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, I love it. Great. As an adult, as I've taken new people, I'm like, oh, well, I got to show you Figment. And everyone's always like, what is this? Like, what am I doing? Why is Eric Idle like making weird faces at me? So um, Epcot is definitely going through a lot. Um, Are you guys really into the food festivals? And uh, like, yeah, so do you like to try the new foods and everything? I know I do. Definitely. (laughs) Food and wine is my favorite festival of all the Epcot festivals and I love that they just keep extending it longer and longer Mm -hmm. and longer (laughs) like it's basically half the year now so yeah it was a matter of time that they were going to make that happen but you're you're more of a picky eater than me I would say though I'm always willing to try something a little different the the thing about food and wine is I can try something a little more adventurous without Mm. much of a downside like it's a few bucks yeah if, if I don't like it, five dollars. I like, eh, yeah. yeah, I'll I'll typically eat whatever he doesn't eat. So, <laughs> um, so you guys have been going back since the pandemic. Um, what has that experience been like, especially as a local who I'm sure has seen it change and the protocols and the measurements to protect from COVID? What has that experience been like throughout all the months? It's it, it's, it's definitely evolve a lot and the entire situation at the parks has changed so much Mm -hmm. since the parks first reopened um the parks reopened what like june july of last year yeah yeah and we waited like two or so months before we felt comfortable probably more like three going i think the first time we went was actually dinner at kelly grill at the oh, contemporary yeah. like September <laughs> of last year. That was a treat. <laughs> and, I miss that so much. Oh my God. But like when the <laughs> when we first started going again, like I had never seen mm-hmm. the parks so empty. Yeah. And you know, it felt very safe just because like not mm-hmm. only did you have six feet of distance, you had like 20 feet of distance from anyone else because it was so mm-hmm. empty. Wow. And that being said, it was kind of weird. It was very weird. It it was strange just because it seemed so much like a ghost town, you know, like it was so sparsely populated and you're used to like the magic kingdom, like everyone packed in together, like sardines and can. Um, And it's like, 
being in the haunted mansion line, like going around like the river cruise and everything. I'm like, what is going on here? This is so bizarre. Um, and we, w- we waited, um, even longer, like Josh said, because, um, last year in the midst of the pandemic, literally like in June, uh, my niece was born and I only got to meet her a couple months ago and she's adorable. Aww. I swear she looks like the Gerber baby. Um, <laughs> I'm biased, but anyway, but, so. um, but yeah, we, we tried our, we, we were really keen on being safe and, and, you know, heeding all the appropriate protocols and stuff while also trying to have fun and, and being able to get out because, you know, we're in Orlando, like we right. should be able to take advantage of our platinum annual passes. So, yeah. um, yeah, so we were very cautious about that and, and we're, we're still being cautious yeah, about that now. Yeah. So, and yeah. You know, as things got a little better and Disney expanded capacity and and people started coming back again, there were days we would go into Magic Kingdom and we would be like, this is too mm-hmm. crowded. Yeah. I don't feel comfortable. And then we would head over to the Grand Floridian and go get drinks instead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Enchanted Rose became our like safe haven. Like that balcony. <laughs> we'd just be like, all right, we're hopping on the monorail now. Stat. <laughs> <laughs> We need truffle fries like ASAP. Oh, so, yes. Oh, and yeah, they're so good. <laughs> so, and now, you know, now that things, um, when was the last time you guys went? And now that things are kind of getting crazy, especially in Florida, what is that like? The last time we went was probably was a couple weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, yeah. we had just, we did a day at Epcot for food and wine. And then we went over to Magic Kingdom for the fireworks. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because it feels completely normal again, like yeah. pre-pandemic. Oh, but wow, because, okay. but it, yeah. because it's so normal, it feels abnormal. Yeah. I'm sure. Like it, the crowd levels are just like, essentially pre-pandemic like it just feels like a normal day at the parks like no one's wearing a mask everyone's kind of like it's it feels like full capacity so it's really strange and we've not been back since disney re-implemented the mask mandates indoors yeah oh we're glad about that because that i mean you know we we try our best to follow the science so like whatever cdc is saying and and everything like we're we're doing that in just our day-to-day lives like and i i have to give disney so much credit for being very responsive to whatever the cdc says in terms of guidelines like literally within the day after the cdc gave out the guidelines they had updated their Mm -hmm. requirements and other theme parks down the road did not necessarily follow (laughs) the same approach So one of one of our bits that kind of happens a lot on the show is me insulting Universal. So are you? Uh, I mean, you guys are local. You have the opportunity to go to Universal. Do you choose not to? Are you guys like Disney purists? <laughs> we we do have Universal we passes. Um, oh. We just don't. We don't go very often. No. We we got our passes in January, and I think we've used them a total of like like two or three times. Two, yeah, maybe three times max. Um, and I used to always be a pass holder for Universal because <laughs> compared to paying monthly on a Disney annual pass to Universal, it's like fourteen dollars compared to right. fifty five, sixty seven dollars, whatever. Right. So right. it was always like the cheaper version of of what I would get at Disney. So, um, but yeah, no, we we haven't gone just because. 
the crowding that's been happening too, and just the way I think they've kind of handled the situation, especially like security and just the choke points to yeah. like getting to the yeah. parks, walking there. Like Disney's really got it figured out for the most part in terms of social distancing and keeping keeping everyone safe that way. And I think Universal's just kind of like, you snooze, you lose. Like, <laughs> and, and God bless cast members. They yeah. have done such a good job they dealing really, with yeah. people who you know, oh. take their mask off when they're not supposed to. Over the nose. Or not yeah. covering their nose. <laughs> I admire like, them. calling them out and like <laughs> finding a way to be sassy mm-hmm. about it while still being like, you know, the nice Disney. Have a magical day. Member. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cover your face. Um, I, you know, I, as, as much as like COVID has obviously overtaken all of our lives, you know, one of the things that I mentioned in the beginning that I really applauded you guys for writing about is that Disney can cause anxieties um, out even outside of the pandemic. And I've, I talked about it on a previous episode. I w- went to the Avengers Campus opening day and I freaked out. Like I had a total panic attack. Um, just the amount of people and it, it can just be a lot. Um I'd love for you guys to kind of share some of your thoughts that you wrote in your article with everybody. Well, this is really Josh's wheelhouse. Um, so I'm going to let you just. Yeah. Um, so Disney, as much as I love it, has so many potential triggers <laughs> for anxiety. Heavy crowds, the heat, <laughs> um, you know, just weird physical sensations after mm-hmm. being on rides, getting lightheaded, that kind of thing. Um, it's so easy if you're prone to anxiety to have an anxiety attack at Disney Um, and especially going from being a non-local to a local um, recognizing that before it was like very heavy planning and having to stick to deadlines and getting from one place in the park to another with fast passes or dining reservations and you know, Disney can be really stressful. Um, <laughs> or when there are thunderstorms too, trying to run for <laughs> If you didn't yeah, hear that big boom. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's happened before. And, and yeah. like, you know, it's easy to get frustrated with other people, especially like in situations like when you're getting a spot for the fireworks and you've been sitting there yeah. for like an hour and then someone starts really crowding your space or holds a child on their shoulders in front of you blocking your entire view and you just get yeah. infuriated um, <laughs> that is like your biggest pet peeve in mind yeah, the yeah. bubble wands <laughs> I, mean, I don't like the bubble wands either another um, hot take spicy but, <laughs> you know one because I, I there have been days where I've just been like it's not a good Disney day for me I'm having a panic attack I don't yeah. feel good I have to take medicine or get away or whatever. And it's just not a magical experience. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the things I've learned from dealing with those situations is recognizing where there are locations where you can get that space, you can get that air conditioning Mm -hmm. and you can just get rid of some of the sensory overload that you get in the park. So there are various places in every park where I'm like, okay, I'm feeling a little stressed. Let's go cool down a little bit so like Mm -hmm. at magic kingdom we just leave and go the (laughs) um there's no place in magic kingdom that's not stressful or sensory overload you you just need to go to one of the monorail resorts go get some ac go get a drink get Mm -hmm. some food 
and then just cool off and then go back when you're feeling better. Um, Epcot, Spaceship Earth is always a good place for me to just go mm. calm down if I'm not feeling well. That is like your go-to, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that right. I love it so much, but it could put me to sleep. Um, oh, I, I mean, love Dame Judy Dench, so that's exactly. <laughs> oh, <why>. yes, yes. <laughs> and, and then Hollywood Studios, there's that Mickey short theater thing. Yeah, where you just sit there for 15 minutes watching a goofy Mickey cartoon. Mm-hmm. Which that was actually the last panic attack I had at the park was at uh, Hollywood Studios because it was so hot outside. And I, I was like, like can we just go watch this stupid cartoon until I feel better? <laughs> I get it. I get it. That's like the uh, in um, Disneyland on Main Street, there's a theater that does the same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. There's like the artist. There's also the, I guess maybe it's California Adventure. There's like the artist uh, drawing place or where whatever. Where you go that's, draw. Yeah. That place has got a good AC. So that's kind of where if I'm like, all right, let's, let's go check that out for a minute. Uh, and where would you recommend kind of stepping away at Animal Kingdom? Nomad Lounge. Yes. <laughs> you, okay. Took me half a second to come up with that. Go get Sorry. yourself some really good churros. Yeah. The churros are amazing. And have a cocktail. Yeah. Or water. Or it's, water. It's not a requirement. Uh, especially but... <laughs> if, you're, if you're taking anxiety medication, don't yeah. drink a cocktail. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's just funny because, you know, we always carve out like, and we've tried to come up with new concepts for like our videos as well as like on Instagram of like, where are some relaxation points, you know, mm-hmm. that, that you can like, if it's just, oh, let's rank the best lounges in all the parks or like yeah. one thing that we've been kind of pondering as well as a video is like the top 10 in each park of like best air conditioning spots. Oh, I love it. Right. Oh, that's... Like in Florida, <laughs> you need yeah. that. Like it's a rainforest <laughs> outside all the time. Anytime that I have brought somebody with me to Disney uh, that didn't grow up in the South, I grew up in Georgia the humidity, I get it. It's, I totally, the humidity doesn't bother me, but anytime I've brought someone who is not from the South, oh my God, it's like pulling teeth and it's so intense. So that information of best AC, that's clutch. I mean, that's really important. And yeah. and that's actually just to kind of tease some of our upcoming content. Cause like I said, we're taking a little bit of a Disney break until the Delta variant stuff settles down mm-hmm. i think we're yeah. gonna find time to actually put together some of these videos <laughs> over the next few weeks because yeah, we're kind of starting to run short especially on video <laughs> content <laughs> the I, I get it answers. it's hard <laughs> <laughs> yes it's hard and you guys also um have done a lot of videos on like the hotels and stuff too um where do you recommend staying on property and off property oh <laughs> that's a tough one but i i could already rank because i'm never one to pick like best number one sure. of everything but like off property we've been kind of splurging a little bit over the last few months just because like it was our like my birthday his birthday we always say our birthdays and then the week after uh is when like we started officially dating so our anniversary yeah. So July, July is always a crazy That's a big month. month. So like, yeah. So like we, we went to the Waldorf Astoria, we went mm-hmm. to the JW Marriott, all those Bonnet Creek resorts are awesome for like off property, and, even though you're on and property. And they're technically on property. Yeah. They're just not yeah. Disney resorts. Yeah. And, and the Waldorf especially can, that was you amazing. can get a really so great cool. deal there. Like the nightly rate there was cheaper than a lot of Disney resorts. Yeah. Like even a moderate resort. It was like, it was about the same price. Uh, oh, good to know. Waldorf. Yeah. And like how, if you time it right, you can definitely get a good deal. 
does the do they have the buses? So if you're staying on property, you can take the buses for free to any of the resorts. They move really fast. Uh, what about the Waldorf? Do they do that? Yeah, they they have their own bus system, and all the Bonnet Creek resorts have their own buses. Yeah. And that's kind of one of the biggest downsides of staying there. They're not quite as often. Yeah. Um. So you kind of do have to plan if you're going to take a bus from there. Yeah. Um. So it's not quite as extensive as the Disney transportation system is for the Disney yeah. hotels. They they contract out their buses with mirrors, which, um, as we all know, with uh, the magical slash tragical express ending very soon. Uh, <laughs> same company that they contract with uh, Disney. Uh, so you know, if you take the bus from any of those resorts, like if you want to go to the Magic Kingdom, you're not you're not getting <coughs> that primo. Oh, bless you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> You're, you're not getting that primo spot like right at the front gate. Like you have to go to the ticketing sure. and transportation center. So like that just okay. adds another layer and they don't run as late or as often as the Disney transport buses. So that's that's a trade-off. But if you kind of, you know, figure out your timing well, uh, you know, like we, we did it just like Ubering from like we walked to the Contemporary and got an Uber and that it was still like a little pricey, but it worked out better that way. So we didn't have to deal with all the chaos of like, trying to get on a ferry or the monorail, which was also just getting packed like crazy. Well, I think, I think this, those kind of tips and stuff, like that's, I think what is so valuable to people that are going to try Disney for like the first time, right? Like I am not a big Disney parks guy. I am more now, but I was not before I went with Kelly for the first time. And like, just knowing all those are like, oh, we should go here for this type of thing. If we're looking for a second to grab some AC, this is where we go. Let's, these are the fast passes we need to get now. Here's a cool little thing about Walt. Uh, here's a little thing, a hidden Easter egg. Like that's the kind of stuff that I think really makes a difference in like a, uh, an okay trip and knowing how to maximize your time with shuttles and Ubers and that kind of stuff and making it a great trip. So I think it's, uh, you know, it's really great to, to hear that kind of stuff. Yeah, you're, you're so right. And yeah. I, I applaud ourselves for the first time we went together slash my first time ever going. We had no plan. Absolutely not. And wow. no fast passes or anything. And somehow it was It, it all worked out. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Cause after that, like, I was like, how do we do a trip without planning it? We were <laughs> so, no way. We were such noobs. I and like again, I'm a local, but like I, I always have been. But I had no idea that there was an app at that time. Like, oh, oh my sure. Disney Experience app, and now it's like we literally cannot live without that. So yeah. <laughs> that was like, a, okay, we learned our lesson the hard way. Yeah. Um, and I was like, what's a magic band? Yeah. But we, I, you know, I, I will say we devour this kind of content. Like we love the YouTube vlogs, like uh, AJ Wolf and Disney food blog. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, we, we love that kind of stuff. Like Tess Komen on Delish, the iconic eats videos are some of my favorite ones because she is just so funny. If you haven't watched those, just please do yourself a favor and watch them because she's hilarious. I think that um, nowadays when people are traveling to the parks, Disneyland or Disney World, there is so much to learn off of podcasts, vlogs, um, you know, people who are content creators for the parks that don't get paid by the parks, Womp womp. Uh, they're just getting all that free uh, information so that people will go. But I think it's helpful so that the trips aren't stressful because whether it is having places to cool off, step away, or knowing, hey, you don't have to go from here to here to here to here to here. Like, take your time. Enjoy the people watching. Um, enjoy your surroundings. Things like that I think are really important for people to learn as they go visit the parks. 
And one, one, just to piggyback off that, one of the things that we've like experienced more as we've talked to a lot of different people is that like you're seeing increasingly some decisions that are being made towards the top of Disney that are tend to be a little bit more like finance driven, which we're not huge fans of. Obviously it's a pandemic. I get it, but still, um, but what ends up pulling everybody back together is like the people, the cast members that work there, the other people that they like get to know through content creation or the, the, the people that they enjoy experiencing it together. So, so much about, I think the Disney experience comes down to like the people that are individually making it uh, a, a special moment yeah. for other people. Well, one of the decisions Disney has made that I really am supportive and excited about is the, you know, progress they're making for cast members, allowing people to dress and express themselves more. Um, As uh, the Disney gays, I feel like, you know, what, what are your feelings on that? Like, what are your feelings on how Disney does pride? You know, all those things. I'm I'm really happy that Disney's taken stock and ownership in this. You know, like we saw, we, we need not discuss how 2020 became 2020, but we <laughs> saw, you know, we saw what happened, you know, with these movements of people, the, you know, that that spoke out and and kind of, you know, fought, you know, against some of these oppressive systems and 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 uh institutions that have that have suppressed people's voices for so long i think it's really you know if we're not getting it in the levels of like government and 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 elsewhere you know it's it's one step for corporate america to stand up and i applaud disney for being because number one it's such a huge company um parks in pretty much every continent in in on the world like it's really good that they're doing these kinds of initial steps to, you know, allow people to express themselves and identify as who they are uh, individually and and be respectful of that. I think it's, I think it's a really good first step. There's yeah. definitely more to do, but. And I, I think they've really made a lot of progress, particularly, you know, so many companies now slap a rainbow on something in (laughs) June and then they don't really do anything beyond that and this pride month with Disney's announcement that they were going to add another key to their entire Mm -hmm. corporate culture of inclusion and making actual organizational changes to support inclusion of all various types of groups I think shows that they're committing more to doing this as a year-round thing not just something going on in June and you know I've I've seen that throughout the past few months of the change in policy for cast members to wear clothes and express themselves as they are and you know even with you know Shop Disney they're selling Mm -hmm things that are more inclusive like I saw something the other day of like it's a toy that attaches to a wheelchair for kids that are disabled yeah and just making things a lot more inclusive and being more thoughtful Mm -hmm. of how can we include all of these different groups I, I think they're doing a really good job of that and I also think they're doing a good job of defending their employees against yeah, bigoted <laughs> guests. I I saw on social media there was this was after the 
the policy for cast members changed of cast members can dress how they feel about themselves, how they want yeah, they to can, dress themselves. They can show their tattoos. They can have wear their hair however they want. They can have nails, their nails done, makeup, like uh, a lot more freedom there. And that the uniforms weren't as male, female, a little more unisex um, for those who didn't know. Yeah. Right. And, and, and the story I saw was someone who to someone that doesn't know them probably appears as male wearing clothes that would otherwise be typically attributed to someone who is female and a cat and a guest made kind of like a snide comment about someone dressing up as a woman when they're a man and apparently they ended up getting removed from wherever they were in the park because they were harassing this cast member so standing up for these people and the policies that they've implemented I think is a huge step forward for Disney as a company and yeah I do want to touch on that just briefly um because you know we hear it all the time just even outside of the space of like you know we're talking about Disney parks we're talking about the experience of like you know, being at a theme park and like, this is, this is real world stuff that like a lot of people that might disagree, you know, think it's censorship. Like we're censoring their voices because we're, we're somehow, you know, uh, dominating the the conversation by putting this out there. But the reality Mm -hmm. is, you know, as, as, as human beings, like even whether we're in the parks enjoying it or just in day-to-day life, like we need to acknowledge the fact that we are all human beings. And like, these are just steps for recognizing our own humanity and, and everyone else's. So, you know, it's a, these are tough conversations to have, um, but they need to be had. And that's why I think it's important and really good that Disney's taken some of these steps. Like it's not censorship. And you know, it's not just invoking woke culture on everyone, whether they like it or not. Like, you know, these honor thy neighbor, like listen to, to, to who the other person is and seek to understand their own perspective. So I really, I do agree with Josh. I commend Disney for standing up for cast members in addition to just, you know, working toward, you know, respecting all guests and, and giving them a space where they feel safe. Yeah. I, I think that was extremely well put. Uh, and I, you know, Disney is making a lot of changes, um, also updating rides and stuff. So, um, it, it makes me happy to see, and we've talked about this a lot on the podcast of how cast members are the ones who make Disney magical. So it's important, especially for the cast members to express themselves. I mean, um, we also learned in thinking of guests expressing themselves and girls wearing little clothing. Uh, apparently they don't get free shirts. You know this TikTok trend that girls would like go yes. and make it sure it was like, like a cheat system to get a free souvenir, right? Like <laughs> yes. they would dress against dress code. Yeah, but apparently it on all these TikTok videos it was saying that they were saying I got a free $45 shirt. We learned that's not true. They just get $5 off. But, but they do have to go buy a but... shirt. Yeah, but still like no. Uh, so people people lying on TikTok. What's what? Next? Oh no. <laughs> it's on the internet. It's obviously true. Right? Didn't you know That's, that? 
I had no idea works. that was even a trend. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I had seen that. I, yeah. I gotta give it, I gotta give Gen Z props. You know, they, they got the TikTok thing going. Ways. They know do. how to work the system. They do. Oh right. my gosh. Props. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. it's yeah, wild. I, I, I just think, you know, just to follow back on what you guys are saying for a second, I think it it's really easy, I think, for a corporation to not embrace change and to not take the extra step. And so while we do critique them quite a bit for what they've done from a monetary side of things, um, at least maybe they also understand that so much of what makes people's experiences are the people that they employ. And so therefore, let's at least try to meet them there and support them and and, and help that uh, keep the brand solid that way. And, and you know, and, and it's good for them to make those choices because that is where you will start to see change too, I think, um, when people the brands that they love and people that they support are making them uh, acknowledge uh, people's humanity, then hopefully that will continue to uh, spread out and, and change people's minds. But I don't know. I'm hopeful. And I totally agree. It's such yeah. a good amount of visibility, especially for young kids that, who may yes. see a cast member that yes. mirrors yeah. who they identify as and mm-hmm. saying like, oh, this person that works at Disney is like this maybe i can be like this too yeah i can yeah. agree and you're still gonna have gaston running around being hyper masculine and people you know whatever so it, it'll all yeah. work out we can <laughs> all we be all I- yeah, yeah we all identify as gaston clearly yeah. right yeah. like that's yeah, yeah clearly <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I haven't, um, seen the, I haven't seen the inside of a gym in quite some time. So. <laughs> um. No, I, I, I think that um, there is progress being made at Disney. What is one of the things that you're looking forward to uh, ride-wise, uh, changes they're making? What's something that you guys are excited about? I, I could name one for you, but I don't want to pick it because you're excited for some of the refurb that's going to happen on Big Thunder Mountain. Oh, if that actually happens. If it happens, if which, it you know, happens, looking at you, Bob Chapek. I, um, <laughs> I, I'm so worried that a lot of these upgrades that were going to happen for the 50th anniversary of Disney yeah. are not going to happen because of the cost cutting mm. as a result of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, things I can think of are like the Festival Center at Epcot. Yes. We really, really were excited for that, but it seems like that's at least getting scaled back. Yeah, I did see that. Until whenever they feel like doing it. But. but but in terms of tangible things that are coming soon, I, I mean, we're going to be at Epcot on the 50th anniversary. Mm-hmm. I'm excited oh. for Harmonious because yeah. it's got big shoes to fill for Illuminations and, and fireworks shows mm-hmm. are my favorite thing about Disney. Ditto. <laughs> so that's what I'm most looking forward to. And I say harmonious rather than enchantment at Magic Kingdom because I'm very bitter that Happily Ever After <laughs> is going away. I 100% understand. Look, I loved Wishes. Wishes for me was like this life-changing thing as a child. But um, Happily Ever After is so good and it's so sad it's going to be so short-lived um, with them changing it. I also would say at Epcot... Harmonious better be good because they're taking up all this space, these big, ugly things in the middle of the lagoon. <laughs> yes. Well, we had yes. a friend recently <laughs> call them sad water tacos. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you think about it, right? 
They kind of they look like sad water tacos. I, I I'm getting really nervous about how they're going to cover that up during yeah. the day because so far the testing does not look promising of them being able to, to yeah. hide it with fountains. I, I don't know how they're going to do that. I'm still like you've got Thanos' ship in the center and then these sad water tacos. Now that I can't even see that. I love sad water tacos. Um, yeah, like I feel like that's got to be a thing now. So, uh, Jen, if you're listening to this, thank you for that description. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, yeah, I, I, you, I'm just generally excited for the 50th anniversary. I am too. I think it's gonna be great. Yeah, I, and, I, I might. Uh, I haven't. I haven't actually been to Disney World yet, so maybe that'll be a. Or not since I was like in middle school, so uh, maybe that'll be a reason for me to get out there. We'll see. Well, that leads me to ask, have you guys been to Disneyland? We have we not. We have not. <laughs> we want to. Yeah. Um, Dying to pretty much. Well, so. <laughs> well, we, before the pandemic, we were thinking about mm-hmm. coming to Anaheim to go to D23. Uh, and yes. then kind of pairing that with a Disneyland trip. Yeah. Womp, womp. That didn't happen. So yeah. Yeah. But we are going to the De- we are, destination yeah. d23 in november here so yeah. that's gonna be that's cool. really exciting but we really want to come out to disneyland very soon yeah well as soon as delta's kind of yeah dealt as soon as with, you know it's <laughs> florida's not gonna keep being florida so yeah we're not we'll gonna, we're not gonna we'll bring see. our florida yeah. germs over there i had to tell a multitude of people that like don't worry i'm not bringing florida with me so <laughs> we're, we're gonna wait this out for a little bit okay so there's a couple of final things that i wanted to get uh your guys thoughts on or or hear answers to before we kind of wrap things up um and you know i think you guys have mentioned a couple of times some areas that you like uh that are maybe kind of off the beaten path um i would love to hear kind of what your favorite off the beaten path experience might be at disney it could be a place to grab some ac it could be a cocktail or it could be like you know there's uh if you look over in this area there's a cool hidden mickey uh, any kind of easter eggs that someone that's going to the parks might want to keep an eye out for that you guys really like hmm. that's a tough one feel free off to take the beaten path things <laughs> For instance, Dahlia uh, Lounge at Coronado Springs is a great rooftop oh, yeah. lounge and bar if you want to just go just get chill. complete solitude yeah. and relax. Yeah. What, what's the name of it? it? Dahlia Lounge. It's just outside of Toledo mm-hmm. at a Grandestino uh, hotel at Coronado Springs. Okay. Yeah. Great. It, it's relatively new. Yeah. Yeah. They just built the tower like a couple years ago and it's a rooftop like lounge area that's just really relaxed and they play. Um, shoot. It's that one cartoon. Yeah. That Disney yeah. did with Salvador Dali. Like it's, oh, and they cool. keep that on like a loop. Like it's really, it's like a very artistic vibe. Yeah. Um, but given its location, like with the rooftop, you can see the fireworks at Epcot. You can see some of the uh... fireworks. Hollywood Studios. I think you can even you can get a see view like of Magic everywhere. Yeah. yeah, like it's a really good vantage point. Even though, like, to get to Coronado Springs is like bus or bus. So, <laughs> um, sure. but it's it's a really chill vibe, um, and it's just a great hotel too, uh, just to get away from from a lot of the craziness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are other places we like to go if we want to just get away from yeah. the popular places. But a lot of these people know about like Enchanted Rose, yeah. um, Trader Sam's. Tra- sure. Yeah. 
And that's at um, so one's at the Polynesian, and then uh, the Enchanted Rose is at uh, the Grand Floridian. Yeah, Grand Flow. Yeah, yeah. Grand Flow. Um, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Grand Flow. If you're, <laughs> with the you're a local. Vibe. That's what we call it. <laughs> that's funny. And then the other question I always like to ask at the end of our uh, episodes, we tend to like do specific on uh, an attraction or uh, hearing other people's experiences. So we, we like to think about what we might change um, if we had our druthers, if we could choose to change anything about the parks or the experiences. Um, so I'd love to hear like what, if there's one thing, doesn't, doesn't matter how big or small it might be or how impractical it might be, uh, is there anything that you would like to see uh, Disney implement um, in the next couple of years? Years. Bring back the OG uh, Norway ride. I thought that might be what it was. <laughs> no. yeah. That's totally uh, I'm not bitter or salty about it at all. No. Um, <laughs> um, no, I actually, I do love the Frozen ride. I, I give it a lot of uh, a lot of guff, but um, I would love to see. Actually, when I was younger, one of my favorite rides, and I know this is probably like <laughs> like not many people like it, but I always loved Carousel of Progress. Oh, yeah. um, and I know they've been talking about upgrading it because it's uh, needs a lot of love. Oh, it does. Um, I agree. I love to see that get upgraded soon. And then also journey into imagination, please, for love of God, fix it, make it better. <laughs> bring back, bring back the dream finder, please. Like, let's make this actually an, a lovable ride that no one like scorns. So <laughs> like that would be my ideal. It seems like they would probably agree with you then. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. I, well, yeah, no, probably not, but, but yeah. what, what's, what's yours? Yeah, I I actually have several oh, in terms of... <laughs> Great. So one, I would love to see Disney build Neverland oh, yeah. somewhere. Uh, Peter cool. Pan's one of my favorite Disney, rot, or Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing that they're building Neverland at Tokyo, like I would love to see that come here um i would also like to see spaceship earth get the love it deserves it was supposed Mm -hmm. to get for the 50th anniversary but that's been put on hold so please fix fix it up it needs some work and then finally i would like to see and and there's some legal stuff with this because of universal but i would love a marvel themed land at walt disney world like avengers campus That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I am really curious how the theme parks will handle that because um, we talked about it when we talked about Avengers Campus and everything that, you know, it has to be a certain mile radius that they cannot have the, you know, the same IP and all that kind of stuff. So we'll see. I don't know how long their contract is with Universal, but hopefully they I'm can do sure something. I'm sure it'll get worked out at some point. That, yeah. That's, that's, what, that, that's what the money is for, you know? The money. <laughs> Bob oh. Iger, he'll buy it all out. It's totally <laughs> oh. Are you uh, are you in agreement that uh, Bob Chapek is should maybe go away? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, I would love to see. Stance. Oh yeah, spiciest take of all for this entire episode. <laughs> I would love to personally see if Josh tomorrow became CEO, what he would do, uh, particularly with the Parks say. Experience and Products division, because I think, I think that needs a lot more love. Because I get it, they spent seventy-one billion dollars buying out Fox's assets, but like, yeah. 
you know, it can't all just be focused on the IP and Disney plus, like there's so much more to the Disney company and culture. So I'd love to see what he would do with that. If he became CEO, that's my yeah. take. Well, that I happens. like that. We'll have to have you guys back. And, and Bob, yeah. if you're listening, to <laughs> we this, predicted it. <laughs> we ask you, please give love to the parks. Yeah, please do. Yes. Please do. Yeah. We will spend our money for you. No. <laughs> Simple request. Yeah. <laughs> we have one other one we typically do here. Uh, and it is, um, you guys are on your way out of the park. It's been a long day at Disney. You're tired. But as you're leaving, you see there's a 10 minute wait for fill in the blank ride. What ride or attraction gets you to be like, you know what? I think I got one more in me. Um, let's, let's go hit this up before we get to the car. Are we going to say the same thing? Are mine we, train. If mine train's a ten minute wait, yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. That, that's it's a fantastical world where there's ten minutes on any of them. So mine train. I would I would say mine train, especially Magic Kingdom, because it is never that sort of way. <laughs> sure. Um, like an act of God would have to create that to happen. So uh-huh. oh, like, also if flight or flight of passage were a ten minute oh, wait okay, at Animal yeah. Kingdom, I would go out of my way. You are too. completely correct about that. Yes. <laughs> That's fair. It's it's funny because like I I de- I devised that question because I am the person that's like, it's going to take a lot for me to not go to that car when I'm tired. Um, but every time we ask a guest or every time it comes up for Kelly, she's like, yeah, it's only 10 minutes. Of course I'm going to go. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> that's fair. Um, that's very I, much Josh. And I'm like, I am already walking to the car. Like <laughs> you're going to have to give me a compelling reason. Exactly. Why. Yeah. That's funny. I think um, I flight of passage to me is just, amazing and like I love Rise of the Resistance but for me still Flight of Passage is like I don't know euphoric and so I have not we have not done an episode breaking that one down yet because I really want Will to experience it before we talk about it because it's just so unique yeah it's so worth it yeah Yeah. (laughs) um before we go um obviously please plug all of your amazing content where people can find you but what is one video um that you would want people to go see that would really show hey this is who we are i'll let you go first (laughs) i would say actually our most recent vlog which was our first food and wine review it's you know vlogging has been a really interesting process because it i've watched our videos over time and us just get more comfortable you know, holding a camera in front of our face at the theme parks in public. Around crowds, yeah. yeah. I, I'm 100% with you. I understand. It's very weird. Yeah. I think we, I, I agree with Josh. I think we've gotten better and better with each video that we've done because this is like sort of new terrain for us, kind of channeling what you created this like amazing, and like Josh truly, it's all him with the Instagram, like created this awesome place that like, I kind of described it best in a post a couple months ago, but like it's a place that we kind of show like it's okay to love out loud and kind of be our mm. authentic selves. So people like, no, okay. Like it's totally normal to be a Disney adult and not feel like it's a weird thing. Like yeah. it's fun. It's childlike. It's awesome. And it just, it really showcases who we are. But anyway, um, I, I'd say we're getting better and better with it. And our last video kind of has that sort of fun, candid campiness that just makes our relationship the way it is. That's great. <laughs> well, we'll oh, I love that. Our, our favorite thing about Disney is by far food. So yeah, no, I will spend so much yeah. money on food and, and uh, beverages at, at Disney that it's, it's absurd. 
Well, then we have to ask you, what would you say, like, hey, they've never been to Disney before. What is that one food item and that one beverage item they got to get? Corn dog nuggets. That sounds yeah. good. Yeah. If you're talking about just like if a snack like a food that just yeah. first first time corn dog first nuggets. time corn dog And where do you where do you the find cheese. them? Casey's Corner. Casey's Corner uh, in Magic uh, Kingdom. Kingdom. Yeah. And, uh, and you got to get the fake cheese sauce with it too. Like it's so it's so over the top unhealthy, but it's like that sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you have peaked if you've gotten the corn dog nuggies from Magic Kingdom. Great. <laughs> cool. Yeah, well, no, yeah. Is there, like, uh, obviously, the Disney gaze, is there a specific handles that people should be looking for? Yeah, so our Instagram is at the.disney.gaze, and everything else is just the Disney gaze, one word. We're on, we are on Facebook, which we don't really use. We do have a Twitter, <laughs> which we use when we're feeling chaotic. And then our it's YouTube... True. We're still working our way up to 100 subscribers, so we don't have our um, link yet, but it, yeah. it will be the.disney.gaze to match our Instagram. So once we get to our 100 followers, that'll be how you... Well, everybody should go and follow you guys. Subscribe so we can get you there. Um, yeah, and uh, we'll make sure to put the links to uh, both your most recent vlog and all of those channels and stuff in our show notes as well. So if you're listening to this, uh, just look down at your app and, and click through and uh, go support these guys because they're great. Thank well, you. Thanks for having us. This has been the best time. Oh, my gosh. That was so much fun. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Josh and Tyler. They got, they made me laugh a lot. <laughs> yeah, they're really fun, I hope. Uh, well, I think one of the cool things that um, we have felt uh, as we've interviewed other Disney fans um, is like, all oh, these people would be so fun to go to the parks with. <laughs> and I definitely feel that way uh, with Josh and Tyler. Yeah, I, I just love getting to find other people um, who love Disney as much as I do, maybe more than Will. And um, they, everyone no, has no. a... <laughs> I'm happy you found those people too. <laughs> I think everyone has a unique perspective on the parks, you know, and and what they like. Um, even just the differences, we've gotten to interview two different couples that um, create content for the parks and how different their experiences and what they like are. I love getting to just get different perspectives so that you guys, when you go to the parks, can have all of these different ideas in your head. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, I mean, there's different types of disney consumption out there for everybody so the more that uh we get to see different people the more we figure out kind of what we like too and um i've definitely subscribed to uh the disney gaze so i'm pretty excited to uh have had a chance to get to talk to them yes me too uh you guys were awesome we're so grateful for you make sure to go check out all of their content um they have great stories uh, a little bit we talked about in the intro, uh, discussing dealing with a little mental health stuff in the parks. They also, their love story is so sweet. Um, so make sure to go check that out. Yeah. And uh, I really did enjoy it. I think that was uh, one of the pieces that uh, they kind of hinted at um, a little bit in the in our interview. But I think you should go read the full thing. Um, they talk about like the first time that they, uh, you know, watched the fireworks together. And it's very romantic and sweet. And uh, and, you know, it's really it's really lovely to read. So uh, you should definitely go check that out. Yeah, I agree. Also, um, remind me, this is my like public reminder to myself to post a video that my friend took of me watching the fireworks last week. Uh, I am like a five-year-old dancing, and I didn't know that this was being recorded, so 
Uh, remind, <laughs> remind me to post this. <laughs> and uh, I have not seen it, but if I did want to see it, uh, where should I go to, to, to watch it once you post it? Ooh, I know. You could go to our Instagram and Facebook at Slice of Disney or our Twitter at Slice underscore of underscore Disney. Or you could just honestly go to sliceofdisney.com. That's where all of our stuff is. It's where we collect a bunch of our different links, and you can find it all there. I'm um, including links to our Patreon. We're doing a lot of cool stuff in September for our patrons, including uh, obviously our movie nights, um, doing our, our, our episodes, some archival uh, audio footage oh, of our yes. previous Haunted Mansion attempts. Oh my gosh, that's my favorite because. As you guys know, since you listen to our podcast, I might like Haunted Mansion. Um, and so we tried to record the original episode three times. And so there's like three hours of... It's it's going to be fun to release. So we just released part of it. Um, just you could get a little... Uh, a deeper dive into what it was like in the beginning. And bloopers are included. Oh, so hey, hey. so feel free to listen and enjoy Yes, check out that. So that's all on our Patreon. We're so thankful for all of our patrons. We love you all. Um, and if you also want to email us, you can email us at sliceofdisneypod at gmail.com. I feel like that's all the things. That's all the things. That's all the things. Well, we love all of you. We hope you're having the most magical week. And we are so, so, so grateful for Josh and Tyler for coming on today, talking to us, being awesome. And uh, hopefully we'll be at the parks with all of you soon. Okay, bye.